present and future of the Disneyland Resort. Welcome to Project 55. Welcome to Project 55, your gateway to the past, present, and future of the Disneyland Resort. I'm Chuck, and of course, I'm joined by Amy. Hello, hello. Happy November to you. It is. November is here. Uh, I feel like October just flew right by. Maybe it's because I was so engrossed with the Halloween season. Uh, You know, we've had a number of episodes now where we had to talk all about Halloween at the Disneyland Resort. (laughs) It is is one of my favorite times, you know, as I've mentioned a million times probably at this point. But uh, we are November now, so we're gearing up now to transition to the holiday season, uh, which uh, is just as magical. I mean, there's a lot to look forward to, of course, at the Disneyland Resort in the coming months. But hopefully you were able to have an enjoyable Halloween and you were able to experience all that you wanted. If you had a trip to Disneyland, hopefully you got to partake in uh, all the wonderful uh, festivities there. And speaking of, you know, Halloween festivities, I was just recently at the Disneyland Resort. If you caught our episode last week, uh, Amy and I got to record live together at the Hungry Bear Restaurant. I uh, gave some initial thoughts on some of the things I tried there, but uh That'd be fun uh, to do a full, uh, more in-depth trip report uh, to talk about all of the Halloween things I experienced at the resort. And there there was quite a few. (laughs) There was quite a few. It was a good time. It was a longer trip for me. uh, So I'm excited to talk about that here. But before we get there, I thought we uh, could talk about a little uh, news coming out of the Disneyland Resort. Yeah. We finally have an opening date for the Adventureland Treehouse actually going to open November 10th, uh, 2023. So coming up here in a couple of weeks. Uh, that's cool. I, I know uh, for the longest time, we weren't quite sure when this tree house was going <laughs> to, we saw that they were working on it, but uh, there was never a date given, which was uh, rather interesting. But now we have one, November 10th. Yeah, those tarps, I feel like they've been up for forever. So it'll be nice to finally get to see everything and what they've come up with, with the new, you know, the new redesign. I have to say, you know, when they first announced uh, that they were retheming the treehouse and they uh, shuttered Tarzan's treehouse, I immediately just assumed that this was going to turn into a Disney IP property. Like, to me, it just made sense that they were going to throw Encanto into it because that seemed to be, you know, everyone loved Encanto. It didn't really have a huge representation in the park. It seemed like it fit with, you know, there was a scene in Encanto that kind of dealt with a treehouse. So mm-hmm. I, I was actually pleasantly surprised when they announced that there was not going to be utilizing any IP. Well, I guess, I mean, Swiss Family Robinson is technically sort of IP for them, but but still, it's it's mainly kind of tying into Adventureland, which uh, I'm 
pretty excited about, to be honest, uh, more so than I, I thought I would be about Treehouse. <laughs> uh, but they're going to incorporate some of the SEA, uh, the Society of Explorers and Adventurers, into it. So I'm always intrigued by that. I love finding like the little Easter eggs that uh, are thrown about Adventureland pertaining to, you know, the, the SEA. I'm mostly excited, though, because it's going to open that area up, actually get some folks in that attraction. So hopefully we don't get as bad of a bottlenecking situation as typically develops around Indiana Jones and that sort of area. So mm-hmm. anything at Disneyland that can kind of take people off the pathway, I'm all about. So I'm looking forward to that. But uh, more so, I just based on the concept art, I think it's going to be fun to experience I know they've uh, they've announced that there's going to be uh, they're going to have a music den. There's a nature room, and there's also going to be an astronomer's loft, which uh, I, I have a feeling that's going to be pretty cool. Uh, hopefully, you get some really uh, nice like nighttime views of the park and things like that from there. So I think it'd be a fun thing to explore. I don't know I, how how do you feel? I mean, are you excited for the treehouse? Or I'm curious to see you know what they've done with it just based off of the little bits and pieces that have been visible. Um, I'm definitely curious and not necessarily a fan of heights right. <laughs> and, and, and stairs have a tendency like in that type of dynamic, they have a tendency to make me a little bit nervous. So, I mean, I'll probably do it once just to get a, you know, look at it and hopefully stay calm and <laughs> be able to make it through the whole experience fine but um but yeah I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with it and like you said it's always nice to have um another attraction something to like pull people out of the walkways and walking around because i don't know it just it does definitely feel usually very busy very crowded in that section of the park and it'll be nice just to have one other thing for people to <laughs> to to check out, kind of draw their you know attention away from other things for a moment. Yeah, excited for that to open and see what they've come up with. It's uh, it's been a long time coming. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's, it definitely feels like it's been an extremely long time coming, <laughs> but uh, it's nearly here. I'm excited, and I I I'm hoping like based on kind of what I've seen that this really sort of ties together with like jungle cruise and some of the other elements in Adventureland. And I feel like we're going to have a fun kind of cohesive Adventureland here developing, which uh, I'm all about, especially with, you know, fun SEA stuff mixed about everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there's definitely a vibe and I feel like this is going to play right into that uh, pretty well. Cer- certainly more than Tarzan's treehouse did in my opinion. Uh, it should be cool. November 10th, that officially opens. So uh, if you have a trip coming up, you have that to look forward to. And then another uh, bit of news for the Disneyland Resort. They also uh, announced an opening date for the new Pixar Place Hotel, uh, which of course is the re-theme of the Paradise Pier Hotel. That is now opening January 30th, 2024. So again, just we're a couple months away from that as well. Uh, and I'm sure we'll certainly mention that a little more in depth as it gets closer to the opening and uh, we're able to actually explore it and take take a look at it in person, kind of gather some thoughts about it. 
Amy, what are, what are you feeling about this Pixar theme? Do you think it's uh, worthy or are you kind of thinking you might prefer the Paradise Pier Hotel? No, I think this was a great retheme idea just to stick with, you know, the changes and stuff that have happened at California Adventure um, with Pixar Pier, you know, and, and those additions that have been made. I think changing it to Pixar is going to be great for the families that stay there because they feel like the kids are going to love it. It certainly seems like it's going to be more kid-friendly, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can't think of a better theme off the top of my head. Pixar has lots of of different options, and I think, you know, color-wise and, and what I've seen of the the new pool area, like, it's just going to be a lot of fun for the families that stay there. So I think it was a great move and yeah, excited to see what all comes of, of that new hotel experience. Yeah. I, I'm definitely intrigued. I, I'm mostly uh, intrigued by what the cost is going to be to stay there. Cause you know, they're going to increase it right now that it has mm-hmm. Pixar drapings. Around it. You, know, you know, it's going to be a little more of a premium right. price tag uh, than it had before. So I'll be curious to see where that lands because, you know, Disneyland Hotel and the Grand Californian, they're not cheap to stay at. So it'll be interesting to see where this one aligns and and is it still going to be the cheapest or, you know, are they going to try to throw it up there in the same kind of stratosphere as Disneyland Hotel? I don't know. I'll I'll be curious to see where they take that. All right. Well... Say we get into our main topic this week, uh, my uh, trip report. Um, as I mentioned, I was recently there at the Disneyland Resort uh, towards the end of October. Uh, and I specifically went there with the goal of, of course, experiencing the Halloween offerings that the resort has, both the uh, attraction based entertainment and, of course, the food. <laughs> Uh, I mentioned some of that uh, last week in our live episode, uh, touched on some of the food I'd experienced uh, up to that point. When we recorded, uh, I was about halfway into my trip, and uh, this trip was actually probably the longest one. I've t- I, I was there at Disneyland for six days. Oh, wow. Uh, so quite a while. That was certainly a, a long trip for me, and I wanted to... Uh, purposely do it that way because honestly there was just so much i wanted to experience uh food wise entertainment wise Uh, i knew that if i gave myself just like three days i'd probably my head would probably explode (laughs) like there's just no way (laughs) there's no way i was going to be able to do it so in a way i I liked having the extra time because i i feel like for some days it actually made me feel like a local again where i wasn't so stressed to like okay i gotta get all of this done, right. you know, to make sure like I experience everything. I used to be a local. Now I'm not. And the, you know, when you're not a local, there's definitely a different mindset when you go to the resort, like you, you really, time is of the essence for you, you know? So you, you feel like, okay, well, if I'm not doing something right now, then I'm sort of missing out. Cause I, then I'm not, I'm going to run out of time to do everything I want to do. So there's there's a bit of a pressure there, especially uh, if you're not prepared. I feel like you really have to plan. You know, if you're if you're coming from out of state or from a long distance, you know. So I appreciated having the extra time. I feel like it allowed me some days to just sort of meander about and really take in, you know, the ambiance of everything and not feeling quite as rushed. So I did appreciate that. 
the downside, of course, to a six-day trip is it takes quite a hit on the uh, the wallet. <laughs> like, it's expensive <laughs> because you have the mm-hmm. hotel stay. Then, of course, you have, I mean, I'm a magic key holder, so I don't have that expense. But uh, there's all the other ex- expenses that go into, you know, your food. Of course, me, I, I get the Genie Plus because... Frankly, I feel like I have to, especially if I want to experience Haunted Mansion Holiday. <laughs> like, mm, yeah. there, there were some times when Haunted Mansion Holiday was insane. I mean, it was like two plus hour wait, and again, you know, when when you have when you're not a local, it, it's kind of hard uh, to justify waiting that kind of line. Although, to be honest, I don't even think I'd wait want to wait two hours if I was a local because that's a, that's a lot. That's a lot to ask, but. I think it's interesting, and maybe this is a quick conversation we can have here about Genie Plus. Uh, have you used Genie Plus? I, I know you're local, so is that something that's really comes your way at all? Or the only time that I've gotten Genie Plus is when one of my cousins was visiting from Oregon. Okay. With them, they were they were only there the one day, so we were trying to cram a lot into the one day. Yeah. That was the one time that, um, well, their tickets, their tickets came with Genie Plus, whatever, whatever, however they ordered their tickets, they came with Genie Genie Plus. So, um, and then my sister and I, we we were joining them. So we added Genie Plus to our magic keys for that day. And then, um, they did end up splurging on um lightning lane for rise of the resistance that day just because it was summer and it was hot and it was very crowded and um they wanted to go on it really badly and i wanted them to go on it but i refused to wait (laughs) (laughs) queue um i want to say it was close to a four-hour wait that day it was really bad yeah that's rough Big drop in the bucket for one attraction. Yeah. But I, I there's really there's really no way I would have made it through the day if we hadn't done that. And it it, it changed our wait time drastically. So it was, in my opinion, it was worth every penny because <laughs> I would have been just absolutely miserable in that long of a line, you know, in the heat of the summer. Yeah, that was my my one experience with it so far. Um not quite it's not quite as convenient, in my opinion, as like the old fast pass system was. I don't know if it's because they're the way they're pushing the times, the return times that are available, or I don't know. It just it also seemed like some of the things that the Genie Plus system would suggest for us to do at those given times was like, n- n- no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do that, you know. Like, right. why are you recommending us to do that? Well, I, I think they're they're free genie services, they call it, that's supposed to guide your way through the a day mm-hmm. at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that doesn't work at all. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I get what they're trying to do, but yeah, no, it doesn't doesn't work at all, really. And some of the things that had the um, the genie plus, we'd make our you know return time or whatever, and then by the time that return time came, sometimes it wasn't even needed. You know, the line wasn't really that long. So in those instances, I was like, well, that was kind of a bust, but but yeah, that was my one experience with it so far. Um, So I don't know, one day versus 
How many times have you used it now? I've used it, well, since I've been in Idaho, I've used it on every trip since I've had it, only because, uh, like I was talking about, when you know, like my mindset is completely different now when you, when you know you have like a finite amount of time. Uh, because as a local, I knew like, well, I could just go whatever, any day this week or whatever, right? I mean, it wasn't really that big of a deal. But here I know, okay, well, I'm going for like three days or whatever, right? And this will be my trip for a couple months at least. So these are all the highlights I want to get in. And honestly, you know, it's really become kind of a, if you're looking for attractions specifically, if like that's your goal, uh, I feel like you almost need Genie Plus. Like it's almost a requirement because there are certain attractions, especially like, let's say, like the time I was there, right? Halloween. Uh, if you're wanting to ride a Haunted Mansion holiday uh, and you don't rope drop it, let's say, right? You're, right. uh, you're going to be waiting for a while. And then, so for me, it's all about buying back my time, you know, because I, I just have so little of it. So I feel anytime I can buy back my time, yeah, is worth it to me, and that's what I found is that I was able to experience Haunted Mansion Holiday like every day of the of this last trip. A couple of days I got lucky with the way it worked with my Genie Plus, uh, and I was able to experience it more than once. <laughs> so, without Genie Plus, honestly, that wasn't going to happen because, like I said, mo- most times Haunted Mansion Holiday was like you know 40, 50 minute wait at best. You know, at worst, it was like over two hours. So. Uh, that, that's a big chunk of your day, you know, to spend on waiting for one attraction. And then if right. you, you want to like Indiana Jones, that's typically like 40 minutes to an hour. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, you know, that's another 40 to 50 minutes. Get, you know, again, you can time these things if you're there early. But uh, I feel like it's worth it to me to buy back my time. And, you know, this is something that my my mentality's changed as, as I... Uh, now that I'm not a local. So I get like things like, you know, firework dining packages and parade packages, because these are things that, you know, if it's something you want, like the fireworks, if you want to experience those that from a good viewing area and you don't want to wait like hours, you know, to, to grab, (laughs) to grab us a good viewing spot. Mm -hmm. uh, Again, you're just buying back your time. I think I think it just all kind of depends on what your priorities are, and I, like I get it from a local standpoint, it's probably not going to be something you buy a lot. But uh, for for me, I, I completely see the value, and frankly, however we want to feel about this, like to me, if you're going to the Disneyland Resort to experience as many attractions as you can, it's pretty much become a pay to play park. Like you 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 need like Genie Plus, or you're probably not going to get. Well, a whole lot of attractions in unless you, you know, you're there super early and, or you just are able to luck into getting everything you want done, like in the last hour of the park of <laughs> park hours or what, mm, you know? Yeah. Yeah. For me, Genie Plus is, they, they, they've made it to where it's just mandatory. <laughs> anyway, I, I, I just thought that was interesting. You being a local, me not being a local now. A lot of people who are kind of in between as well are like, well, Genie Plus, yes or no. But Well, and I think like my my priorities when I go are a lot different. Like I'm not really there to, like if I don't go on a ride, it's not a big deal. Right, right. So, yeah, it's it's a little different. Yeah, which I, which I totally get that because that's 
when I, when I lived there, yeah, that's, that was my mentality. There was plenty of times I would just go there to people watch and grab some food or something, you know, like that. And that was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a little, it's a little different though, when you're not able to go every week, but it's a different mentality. So, and, and I guess to, to their credit, I guess, uh, Disney has recognized that. And so they've put in these systems where, you know, people like me, again, you know, like however you feel about it, it, it is what it is. You know, it's kind of pay to play sort of deal. So I got Genie Plus and that certainly allowed me to do all of the attractions I wanted. Uh, it was nice because Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is now included in your regular Genie Plus. Oh, okay. That was nice. I was able to go on that a few times as a result. I believe Rise of the Resistance and Radiator Springs are the only ones that you pay separate for now, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. Uh, Again, I'll I'll just throw out some of my favorite food. Last week during the live, I was able to talk about my experience with Hungry Bear and River Bell and some of those highlights. And and in the case of like uh, the churro funnel cake, disappointment (laughs) 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 didn't quite hit. Uh, but a couple of highlights that I was able to try after in the latter half of my my trip, I was able to try the pecan pie sundae at Golden Horseshoe. Oh, okay. And let me just tell you, delicious. Mm. I love this dessert. Honestly, I think in the last episode I had mentioned that the Haunted Mansion candle dessert was my favorite dessert in the property right now. Uh, this surplanted that. Like, <laughs> I I love this. Ooh. So good. The flavors work so well together. I also got a little emotional because uh, pecan pie was my grandpa's like favorite dessert. So of course it made me think of him. Uh, and of course he. I think I've told this on in a previous episode. He also liked the golden horseshoe. So uh, kind of all of those memories sort of came flooding back to me. So a little emotional there, but also the, the Sunday is just so good, you know, and, and I think Amy, you've mentioned this before, but Golden Horseshoe has just, they make some great Sundays. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the last, the last handful of specialty Sundays that they've had have all been so good. Yes. Well, and I, I can 100% confirm that that trend has continued because the pecan pie Sunday yes. is delicious. So I would highly recommend it. I think it's there until November 9th. So uh, definitely, if you can, check it out. Squeeze that in. It, it, yeah. it was good. It was good. Uh, I was also able to get the Darth by Chocolate Parfait that they have at the Galactic Grill. And that also was just as good as I remembered. I, I will say, super sweet, though. You have to really love chocolate, or this might be a bit much for you because it's a lot of chocolate. <laughs> But it is fun. It's a good dessert. The presentation is fun. I love how they put the uh, cookie crumbles on top to kind of signify the molten rock of the Mustafar, you know, Darth Vader's uh, where his castle resides and everything. So it's a fun presentation. Maybe one that's good to split with people because it is very sweet. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was also able to go back to the River Bell. Uh, because I wanted to get the burnt-in grilled cheese one more time. <laughs> That's how much I love that sandwich. <laughs> nice. I was also able to try their biscuits and gravy for the brunch as well. And I can also confirm that that was very delicious. So I think I mentioned this last time, but it was reconfirmed for me that I, I really think the brunch menu at Riverbell is my favorite menu at the resort right now as far as overall 
options. Like there's a lot of tasty options if you're going to Riverbell for brunch. Uh, dinner, not as much, but you know, uh, try to do brunch if you can. <laughs> that's that's my <laughs> advice. It's very good. Whether you want breakfast or lunch, there's something for everyone. And you know that Burton grilled cheese is just delicious. The signature pancakes, delicious. Biscuits and gravy, delicious. So. I really feel like you can't go wrong with any of those. Riverbell is definitely a great spot for brunch, for sure. Yes. That's kind of wraps up most of the food um, offerings as far as actual experiences. So the main thing that I got to do that I was excited about, and this just came up completely by happenstance. I, I didn't think I was going to do this, but halfway into my trip, it just popped up as being available. So I was able to secure tickets to the Happiest Haunts tour, the Halloween tour they have for Friday, though, which was the last day of my trip. Oh, nice. So I was really excited about this for a few different reasons. You know, uh, A, I, I'd never done their Halloween tour, so I was, I was kind of intrigued to see what that was going to be like, what kind of spooky stories they would tell or, or what have you. Uh, but also, you know, there's a photo op with the Haunted Mansion audio animatronics. Uh, so that certainly piqued my interest. And then having a VIP area to view Halloween screams, uh, that also intrigued mm. me because, mm-hmm. you know, I, it's one of my favorite fireworks shows. And I feel like that's one that really looks best, in my opinion, at least right in front of the castle. You know, because you have like the Jack projection there, the, his face, and you can see Zero flying over. And it, it just all looks so much better, in my opinion, at least, in front of the castle there. Mm-hmm. So I was excited about that. So the day of the tour, we go to check in at the uh, the tour guide booth, which is right off of Main Street. Uh, if you're entering through the left tunnel, train tunnel there, going into Main Street, it's right off to your left there, right past the... Uh, first souvenir stand there really easy process you just kind of go there check in and uh in my case you just had to give them my name they verified tickets gave me my badge and then also my uh listening device because the uh, your tour guide is mic'd up uh, which is also nice by the way that they mic up the tour guides because there there's some areas where you go through Disneyland you know like if you're passing by like the Disneyland band or something like that it can get pretty loud out there so i appreciate that you can always hear your tour guide uh that, that's definitely nice that they they have a mic their own personal mic system mm-hmm. anyway we we checked in and immediately first off they take us into this room right behind the tour guide booth we go into like this sort of temporary gallery area and there we have right in front of me the hitchhiking ghost audio animatronics from haunted mansion uh two of the three uh they didn't have ezra there i'm assuming because he's probably too tall to actually fit in with pictures because they they have him up on kind of a platform area so Ezra would probably be a little too tall. So you just had Phineas and uh, Gus, but it was still really cool to see them like in person, like up close like that. Uh, that was fun. And then of course, to get my picture taken with them, you know, as a Haunted Mansion fan, that was awesome. <laughs> I, I almost like was just like, can we just stay in here for a little bit? Like, <laughs> I know this is a, you know, two hour tour could we just spent an hour I'm in good. here you know yeah this this is good for me 
but it, it was really cool. And, you know, the, the earpiece you're wearing, their, their mic system, it also has uh, music that plays throughout the tour. So you get some fun, like, soundscapes as you're going. So, of course, uh, as we walked in to the Hitchhiking Ghost, they had the Ghost Hosts uh, spiel uh, from the uh, Haunted Mansion, you know, as you're walking in and the, like the stretching portrait room and everything like that. So it was, it was really cool. It mm-hmm. kind of got you into the ambiance and uh, I really appreciated like the sound design behind that. But getting my picture with the Haunted Mansion Hitchhiking Ghost was great. It was a great way to start the tour. Uh, honestly, you know, there, there are certainly more perks that are involved, but if that was the only one, you know, this might only be me, but I'd feel pretty satisfied <laughs> because... <laughs> You know, how many opportunities do you have to take a picture with the hitchhiking ghost, you know? Uh, So I thought that was fun. And then uh, once we completed that, then our tour guide took us out onto Main Street and uh, was talking about, you know, the decorations, the Mickey pumpkin and kind of the history of, you know, the Main Street's pumpkin festival and she was able to point out like the different hand-carved pumpkins or jack-o'-lanterns they have down Main Street. Some of the highlights, of course, being the uh, Dapper Dan pumpkins they have. There's uh, the Elvis one above the music shop. And then there's an Abraham Lincoln one as well by the Opera House, uh, as well as a, a few others. So it was fun to kind of see those pointed out and you know to be able to take pictures and things like that. We also got a, a little bit of the history of the jack-o'-lantern. Our guide was able to uh, regale us with like the first jack-o'-lantern and kind of how that tradition came to be. And uh, There's kind of a little spooky twist to that. So that, that was fun. It was fun. And then we got to go into the Main Street Cinema, and that's where our tour guide talked about uh, some of Disney's more prominent Halloween-themed shorts and films uh, specifically the skeleton dance, trick or treat, you know, the Donald Duck short, as well as lonesome ghosts. And then the movies, uh, they primarily focused on was Hocus Pocus and nightmare before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we just got some production notes from that. It was kind of cool being inside the main street cinema and being surrounded by these classic Mickey shorts, hearing, you know, talk of, the production of some of these classic Disney films and shorts. Uh, I, I thought the ambiance was nice, uh, even though a lot of the information was stuff that I had already mainly heard. Uh, I appreciated the ambiance. It, it was kind of fun to be talking cinema inside the Main Street Cinema. Like that, I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> uh, then after that, we made our way to Fantasyland uh, to talk about uh, some of the Fantasyland villains and kind of their history. Again, there was there was fun like sound design. So we got like the Gaston song from Beauty and the Beast, as well as Ursula's Poor Unfortunate Soul song. So we had some nice like villains serenading us as we walked through talking about uh, you know some of the some of the villainous offerings in Fantasyland and things like that. And then we made our way to Big Thunder Mountain area, and that's where uh, our tour guide spent some time talking about the Headless Horseman and, of course, the story behind Big Thunder and how the spirits have taken a hold of the trains and kind of uh, tying that into Halloween and making it a little more spooky with Big Thunder Mountain and and that whole area. Uh, So that that was fun, you know. And then, of course, we had the... uh, 
the song from Ichabod Crane about the headless horseman. So that, that, that of course was fun. That added to the ambiance and everything. And then, uh, we finished up the tour just in front of pirate kind of in between pirates and haunted mansion there in new Orleans square talking about, of course, haunted mansion and the haunted mansion holiday and kind of giving some of the history in that and talking about like, the new additions they have with the gingerbread and of course the Raleigh Crump Candleman tribute they added as well. Uh, and then we sort of ended things with Pirates of the Caribbean and talking about how that was originally intended to be a walkthrough museum and some of the spooky things that they were going to originally have there and talking about like the curse and the skeletons and, you know, sort of tying it in to ghosts and things like that, trying to, trying to make it a little more spooky for the Halloween season. Mm -hmm. And then of course we then went on Pirates of the Caribbean through the exit. So we got right on to Pirates. So that, that was nice. I mean, I, I would have personally preferred like a lightning lane to Haunted Mansion holiday, but I get it. You know, uh, Pirates is a lot easier for them to manage something like that. I would imagine. So we did that, got a fun ride on Haunted Man or on Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, it was an exceptionally lively group because our entire boat was filled with everyone from the tour. So, you know, they're all kind of sort of Disney super fans, if you will. So it, it was kind of a different energy on the boat. So that, that was fun. Then after that, they, they, they gave us our... Uh, a special pin to commemorate the tour. It's Haunted Mansion themed, and it also has the, uh, the dates, all 100 celebrations of Halloween through the Disney company. So from 1923 to 2023, celebrating the 100 years of Disney. Uh, so that, that was pretty cool. And then, of course, we also got a Mickey bat cookie. That was also a welcome treat, <laughs> especially after, you know, two-hour tour. That was nice. Uh, and that was pretty much the conclusion of the tour. And of course, they gave us information on how to return to our uh, fireworks VIP fireworks area to check in for that and what time. Uh, basically, the fireworks were slated to start at 9.30. They wanted us to check in between 8.30 and 9 just to uh, get our spot. Ended up going to the fireworks, which is actually very, uh, when they say VIP, it's pretty accurate. You're, you're literally right kind of in front of the partner statue area there. So you're, you're like front and center of the castle. So that, that was, that was nice. Honestly, it was great viewing. There's no seats or anything like that. So it is standing room only, but honestly, you're so close to the castle that, you know, for someone who loves fireworks like that in itself, I, I feel the fireworks viewing and the hitchhiking ghost photo op that that perfectly justified the cost of the tour for me. I, I felt it was uh, it was definitely worth it. I, I certainly didn't feel like ripped off or anything like that. Yeah, it, it was nice. Like the tour itself, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of new information. Uh, but I, I feel like that's the case with most of these tours, especially if you're somebody like us who you know, just loves to do research on Disneyland and things like that. You're, you're probably going to know mm -hmm. a lot of these things already, but you know, you're really kind of paying for the experience and then the ability to, you know, have the viewing of the fireworks, the photo op, the pens, you know, all these kind of things that I personally feel, uh, make it worth it. 
Uh, now, is this something I would do every year? Probably not. I mean, I, I probably wouldn't go out of my way to do it again, like next year, but it would totally be something I could see myself doing again, you know, down the road, uh, especially if I was wanting to get good viewing area for the fireworks and if they, you know, had a different photo op or something like that, I, I you know, I, I could totally see myself doing that again. Is it worth it? I guess it really just depends on what your goal is. If you're like you, who likes Halloween, then, and Haunted Mansion and all those things. Yeah, yeah it, it played totally. to my strengths for sure, or my likes. Uh, but also, you know, if you're, like we were talking about during Genie Plus, if you're somebody who's coming from out of state or from a long distance and you really want prime viewing for the fireworks, that's something that's your goal. This is a great way to kind of buy your time back, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. I feel personally that the viewing you get for this is even superior to the Plaza Inn dining packages. Because that, I mean, you basically sit in the Plaza Inn area, which is not bad. This, I mean, you're literally front and center for everything. So you, you mm, see everything mm-hmm. as it was intended to be viewed. Uh, especially Halloween Screams. It's one of their older shows at this point. So, you know, it was really designed to be viewed in front of the castle. I mean, that's kind of where its strengths lie, in my opinion. So, yeah. So for me, it was worth it. It was fun. Had a great time. I I also liked that it was the end of my trip. So this was, like I said, the last day. Uh, So I, I felt like, you know, at this point I had really accomplished everything I wanted to the other previous five days. So this was really just kind of, Hey, relax and let's just go on a fun tour. And it it was fun. It was fun. It's nice to do something a little different sometimes too. It's not like it's something you do all the time. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, the tour, I know they have their holiday season one coming up here soon. So I think Amy, did you say you've done the holiday tour before in the past? I I have done the holiday one before. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Our tour guy was saying that they've expanded it. It's going to be a little over two and a half hours now this year for the holiday tour. So I guess there's a lot more they're going to cover. Anyway, something to keep in mind next year. Happiest Haunts tour. I personally think it's worth it if you can get it. But again, you know, you have to make that call for yourself. But I, I certainly enjoyed it. It was definitely one of the highlights of this last trip for me. Uh, and it was funny, just before <laughs> going to Halloween Screams my, to check in for the VIP viewing, uh, I decided to go on It's a Small World because there was like a five-minute wait. So why not, right? Had some time <laughs> to kill. Go on It's a Small World. Get towards the end of the attraction, right? Just before the finale room, the ride breaks down. And I mean, it completely breaks down. So the cast members are getting on the loudspeaker saying, please sit quietly while you try to <laughs> fix things. Oh, it's it's going to be a while. They turn the sound off, which can I just say, I love Small World. But when you're on It's a Small World with the sound off, the soundtrack no, off. it's creepy. It is a completely different vibe. You know, yeah. uh, now a couple episodes back, we came up with our Halloween overlay ideas. Dude. If Disney ever wants to do that with this a small world, just turn the song off. Just turn the sounds off. Have you navigate through that thing in silence until you just hear the mechanical movements of the children around you? Creepy. Creepy. Yeah. Completely different experience. Oh, yeah. There was like children crying in the boats behind me. Like It was, it was like, <laughs> seriously, because we were stuck probably a good 20 
plus minutes. Like it, it was a it was a long time to just be sitting there in the same area watching <laughs> the dolls, you know, just move slowly and yeah. <laughs> Definitely an experience for sure. So I got a little unintended uh, Halloween surprise, I guess, with the small world because yeah, it was it was creepy. It was creepy. But also it added a little pressure because I was like, uh, am I going to make the fireworks? <laughs> like, no. Oh, no. Is, is, is my beloved small world going to cost me my fireworks viewing? Uh, but uh, I'm pleased to say that we got out in time and made it with plenty of time to spare to check in for our VIP viewing area. Uh, but yeah, that, that was an experience. Quite the experience. So... There you have it. That is my trip in a nutshell. It was very fun. Like I said, I got to experience all the Halloween things I wanted to do. It was great being able to see like the Halloween tree and all, all the decor in both parks is wonderful this time of year. Looking forward to my next trip. Probably won't happen until 2024. So we'll, we'll see how things go. But yeah, it, it was a fun trip. So can't can't complain. Can't complain. Yeah, sounds like it was a good time. Yeah, it definitely was. All right. Well, I think with that, now it's time for us to say goodbye. But on behalf of Amy and myself, we hope you've enjoyed your time with us. And if you have, the best way to ensure your adventures continue is to subscribe and follow the show. You can find out how to do that at helloproject55.com. And we would love to connect with you in between episodes. You can find us on our Instagram at HelloProject55. And don't forget to tag us in your Disneyland adventures so that we can see all the fun that you are up to at the Disneyland Resort. That's right. And we'll be back next week with more fun and exciting Disneyland experiences. Until then, take care and we'll see you real soon. Bye. <laughs>